it outside of that. And I feel religion sometimes really narrows one, how you look at God and also how you understand him for yourself. You start to understand him like your priest understands him, understand him like your pastor understands him, understand him like your preacher understands him and not like you understand him. Hi, I'm Mabel. And I'm Ivy. Welcome to Getting Candid with Mabel and Ivy, a podcast that is all about emotional wellness. All the while keeping it fun and relatable for young adults. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, yeah, man, how you doing? You good? I know you like that. I know you like that. Hi everybody, welcome back to the podcast. It is episode 12 of the relationship series and today we're going to be talking about defining your relationship with God. Yes, hi everybody. We're so excited to be doing this another week. This week, what are you grateful for in this week? I'm grateful that I finished tests. Honestly, coursework was taking hey, me. Yes, <laughs> yes. What am I grateful for? I am grateful for good health. And my friends. And I'm just grateful for everything I forget to be grateful for. I don't know what else. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really grateful for my friends. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys do this often and ask yourself what you're grateful for. It's great. It helps you get... It puts you more in position to deal with stuff. But also it helps you be more grateful for your life and look forward to other things coming on. So today we are having a conversation on... Oh, everybody has been talking about my shirt, guys. Remember, what does my shirt say? <laughs> Says... Two chapatis, four eggs, cabbage, butungulu, bisikidemu, nenyanya mbisi. So technically it's like a whole Rolex combination. Yeah, that's yes. a six out of ten on your Luganda. But <laughs> yeah, guys, and everybody's been, I've been walking in turn and actually I'm grateful for my shirt because mm-hmm. it has drawn me a lot of attention. I know. Anyway, guys, so we are going to be having a conversation on mm. relationship with God. How yes. do you define your relationship with God? Yes. I mean, what's your understanding of God? God is love. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the, the easiest way for me to sum up who God is. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't remember what part of the Bible that is that says love does not do this. It does not keep a record of wrong. It doesn't. It's Corinthians, I'm sure it's Yes, you know, the one that talks about love is forgiving, love does not keep record of wrong, it's not jealous, it doesn't have any ill intention, all that. That is my definition of God. God mm-hmm. is love. God is all those little things. So that is how I would define who God is. That is who God is in my life, and that is how I relate with him. How do you relate with God? God is my friend. That's my Aww. best way to, 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 to like put it. God is my friend, mm. and... That's for me how I relate with him. It's it's in that place of friendship, in that place of when I think about my father. Yeah, I try to relate with God the way I relate 
with my father and mm-hmm. my siblings. Yeah. So I God is like a friend and fam- a family member. Mm. That's my best way to define my relationship with God and how I talk to him and how I, how I treat him. Yeah. And how for me like I I put things into perspective. So whether it's when I have done something that is wrong or when whether it's something that it's pleasing, yeah. I'm always imagining what God would say. Mm. So certain times I was just like, hey, dad, like my physical dad on earth. Oh, I did this. And whenever he's just like, oh, whether I'm proud of you or mm. I think you should do better. I just keep saying to myself, oh, I wonder what, I guess God would say the same thing yeah. back or he would like yeah. relate in the same way. Or when he, his understanding of a situation, I'm just like, huh. My, my my earthly fathers understood there is no way God hasn't yeah. gotten it. So that is precisely what, how I define my relationship with God. But growing up, mm, I'm sure like that, that's not always been like that. Like, oh, now from the very beginning for you, God was already love. God was patient. God was I kind. Want to, God was understanding. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have found the exact, you know, because I wanted yes. to get the exact um, scripture. Yes. So it's in Corinthians chapter 13. Yeah, I thought so. And it oh, says, mm-hmm. love is, and now where, wherever I say love, love is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just, mm-hmm. let me just say good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God is patient. God is kind. God does not envy. He does not boast. He is not proud. He is not rude. He is not self-seeking. He is not easily angered. He keeps no record of wrongs. God does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. He always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. God never fails. Yes, that Mm -hmm. is where it stops. So that is good for me. That's nice. We proceed. <laughs> you know, each time I, because every time I read, because um, it's one of those verses where, like, I always ask myself, nah, hey, sincerely, because originally, when I thought about love, I was just thinking, okay, this, it's open to just love, generally mm-hmm. speaking. Mm-hmm. So I always just ask myself, okay, love is, you know, not self-seeking. Yeah. You don't keep a record of good, what of wrong, those things. And I just tell myself, but you know what? I simply can't be this love. Yes. And I remember saying this so many times. I'm just like, I don't think under the sun mm. there is a human being that can be that kind of love. And I always and keep saying it. And that is what it. makes him good. And that's what makes him good. Yes. So each time I think to myself, you know what? I'm not, I'm not seeking. Like, I hope we can truly reach a place where we can be that good. Yeah. But I understand that. This is who God is. Uh-huh. God is divine. Like that is a divine kind of grace that it's just him that ha- yeah. that has it. There is no need for me to kill myself. That is true. And like think I, and every time I ask myself, but do I have love? Like sufficient love? I just remember this and then I come down. You yeah. like, you become <laughs> humble and like, you just acknowledge like, your acknowledge human. that. Yes, you're human. Like, yeah setting and flows. So yeah. before we go forward, it's important for us to, have, to tell you guys that of course we're speaking not per se to preach to people and not to maybe impose, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we don't want any disclaimer. We're not trying to impose religion or actually Christianity or faith, faith yes. but we have grown up in Christian backgrounds and that's how we live our lives. And we're both Christian. And so we're simply having a conversation in regards to our relationship with God, because this is a full, you know, we do, a, we try to make it comprehensive in terms of relationships with self, with, you know, we've done friends, we've done relationships with, um, what do they call it? Romantic, um, romantic relationships. Ones. And so, of course, because we're Christian, God is a huge factor in relationships for us. So 
This is not to preach to you. This is not to force you to, you know. <laughs> Or this is not like is for not, us to interpret the Bible. Yeah, we're not the here to interpret the Bible. No, we're no. just we're just having yeah. a general conversation on relationship with God, just like we've been having on all other issues. Yeah. So Mabel, you were talking about how we've been growing up. Yes, how growing up. And I was saying, I'm sure when you were six, five, four, two, mm. whatever, you didn't know. You may have known of the Bible, like Corinth, yes. and known of the book Corinthians, but I'm not thinking. You thought to yourself, "Oh, this is who God is to me." Yeah. Yes. So we grew. We always grew up in a setting where, you know, when people are defining, you know, you're in church, especially religion. I'm not even talking mm. about faith and Christianity as a whole. I'm just talking about that, that religious setting and the Sunday school, church, yeah. those things. Mm. When you're growing up, um, it's kind of like, okay, we have this definition of who God is, and you must stick to that d- definition and to that hey if you do this this is wrong yeah if you do there is hell the songs that we used to sing for sunday school had um what's that thing like they even had like con- like hell like in the yeah. thing yeah. they used to say sitani like mulinye, mulinye. Eh, yeah. that one yeah. and then you throw him to uh, throw him to hell those yeah. things it even had things like if you don't go to sunday school there were always those things if you don't go to sunday school god is going to be annoyed with you you're going to go to hell jesus will punish you jesus is going to punish you mm-hmm. it's always like <laughs> more of like a condemnation thing so yeah. your relationship with, with god was not like get to know god so you love him get to know Agreed. god so that well he's, he's someone that you have close to you and you want to relate with him in that mm. level but like get it's more like get to know god so that you don't go to hell get to know god so that you live longer That's i remember true. when we we're talking about the 10 commandments sometime back in church uh the one honor your father and, and mother, mother so it's one know. of those it's one of those places where because i wanted my i wanted This always say, long. if you want to live long, hey, you just don't listen to your parents. Yeah. You will see. And it, each time I remember sometimes when you, you know, do something wrong and you maybe anger your parents because, I mean, you're human. I used to feel so bad about it because I used to think, oh my God, they're now going um, they are going to die. But <laughs> even me, have cut, child, exactly, I've cut my life so short. Why did I do that? So that is the kind of relationship yes. anyway for me. Growing uh, up. Yes, growing up. Mm. They did have the, the times where they that say, is true. God will forgive you. God is loving, but not in a way of God is love, like not in that way where I feel like, in a way of, yes. this is your last chance. Like, uh-huh. you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Yeah. I think growing up, um, a lot of the time, yes, they tell you, you know, because I used to go to Sunday school. I did my Sunday school at, back then it was KPC, mm-hmm. but now I guess it's what's also charged. Mm-hmm. So yes, Sunday school, you'd have stories where they read to you how Joseph on the Bible did this or Ruth or, you know, Joseph and Ruth stories and Noah's Ark are three stories that stood out a lot for mm-hmm. me for growing me it was, up. It was Hey, do I like Joseph because Joseph was the one who was thingy. I like Daniel, Ruth. I liked and I like I liked thingy. Let me see. There's this other one that I Esther. I really, really liked Esther. Now for well, me, it was Ruth. Uh it's Sunday school. I don't remember being taught about Esther, but I remember Ruth. Mm. I remember the story on Ruth. I remember Noah's Ark oh. and Joseph. Those ones really stood okay, out. But anyway, not Sunday school. The others what I wanted to mention. Yeah, the ones that were in the other you know how there's this maroon Bible? I don't know what it's called. The, the one with the extra the books. Yeah, yeah. I love Sirach. There's one where the, the the lady had been raped and then There was one where the lady was actually sexually assaulted. What is yeah. the name of the lady? I think Tamar. Dina. I, have Tama. Tama I can't remember. Oh, no one. But mm. yeah, so growing up, um, sorry for digressing, <laughs> but growing up, yes, we listen to all these stories on, you know, um, on how, on 
the different Bible stories that were there. But as we grew, I don't know, personally, there was always that factor of you're going, like you can go to hell. Hell is like this. And you know, they never made heaven sound as beautiful as they made hell sound sounds scary. I agree. <laughs> you get it? I agree. Like they never made heaven sound like you will go and you will do, but they definitely made hell sound. You will burn. You will burn forever. It will be so painful. You'll never want to. Where there is wailing and grinding of teeth. My friend. Like, <laughs> and I feel that was so traumatizing as a child, but also it already puts you in a place where it's you. Why are you praying? Because you're afraid of going to hell. Not really because I love God and he's my father and he's my friend or he's love. And I'm coming, reaching out for this love. I'm reaching towards this love. It was more so that you don't go to hell. You have to go to church on Sunday. Others, God is going to punish you. Like whether it was, okay, not going to hell. There was punishment. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, they pushed a lot of vindictive side, I guess, in terms of how they would make God, like God keep every wrong thing you do is going to go punished. And you know, which kind of even counteracts the whole forgiving thing. Because yes. if you're saying he's forgiving, but for every tiny thing, you are assuring me how he's going to punish me. Like, then how forgiving is he, you know? So growing up, yes, there was that. And it took very, actually, there was that, the entire conversation on, you know, making it and how traumatizing that can be, by the way. We should talk about just how traumatizing that is for children. Because imagine a child seated there crying, thinking, their parent is going to now die because she stole sugar. Mm, recently, a friend, um, <laughs> a friend of mine was telling me a story about how he told, I don't, that wasn't the niece, but like the in-laws' son, I think, mm-hmm. about how he had disrespected the mom and told the, the, the thingy, you've annoyed your mom, you're going to go to hell. And that is the so kid wrong. started crying. Mm. The kid started crying. As in, she was joking about it yeah. but because of course the kid has I heard about all these things from the God, hell, from, from, yeah. from, from, from school I'm not school sorry from church from everywhere everywhere anyway um, he started crying um, and started like God I'm so sorry and I feel like that's a kind of fear that should not be there yes, when it comes to people defining their relationships with God yeah because then in the long run you're making someone define it more in a pushed and pull factor. They're not pulled towards God. They're being pushed and forced towards, he's your only option because the other option, like you're not choosing God. You know, you know, a lot of times they don't even leave you the option to choose to know God, to build a relationship. They're just kind of following through what, you know, if I prescribe to this church or this particular religion, this is what they do. This is what will prevent me from going to hell. And it's not even about, I'm doing this because I love God and you know, that kind of thing. But also I think, a lot of the things, because for me, I think I began to redefine, like fully now step out of, because I, I I can say where I am, I'm not per se religious. So I've grown up in a Catholic, I was actually baptized Anglican. When I turned nine, I found that I related more with the Catholic faith than the Anglican faith. So I spoke to my family and they're like, it's okay, you can be, because my mom was Catholic, my dad was Anglican. And I come from a family that's religious, fluid in terms of religion. They're not going to be like, be Catholic, be this. You must be that because us, we're that. No, you relate more here, pray from there. (laughs) And I think that also, in a way, made it a bit easier for me to understand that, to understand my relationship with God outside of the confines of religion. Like, you know, outside of the fact that religiously, they say you should do this because you're okay. So I turned Catholic when I was nine been Catholic my entire life and religiously Catholic at a point I was religiously Catholic. This is what, when by religious, I mean, if in the Catholic faith, they say, do this, do that, do that. 
it was do this, do that, do that. Like, and if you did like something else wrong, you'd kill yourself. Sometimes like, I'll, I'll do up. even things. I don't know why I'm doing it, but that is what the church says I have to do. So I'm doing it. Yes, I've understood. They say maybe if you do it, this will happen. But have I really understood the basis? Of, no, but this is how I'm worshiping because I've been brought up worshiping like that. So I'll do that. Then up until I got to campus, I began to redefine my relationship with God now in my terms. Not really because I'm religious. So where I'm at, I, I can't say I'm a religious person, but I'm spiritual. Like I have a relationship with my God. I try and continuously try to redefine redef- and redefine it outside of that. And I feel religion sometimes really narrows one, how you look at God and also how you understand him for yourself. You start to understand him like your priest understands him, understand him like your pastor understands him, understand him like your preacher understands him and not like you understand him. So for me, I guess getting to campus actually is where I began to question so many things. Like, why this? This, God didn't say this anywhere. This seems like a double standard here. Like, you know, this person is also just human. This is just their interpretation. It is not a one size fit all that, you know, because this priest, this preacher, this person says this, it's what goes. So getting to campus, actually, when I got to campus and began to question that, I became more open to understanding my relationship with God. So yeah, I feel, really, I don't know how you feel about that, but me, I feel religion sometimes, many times narrows how we understand God, it does give us guidance on how to relate because now I can say I find it easier to pray in a Catholic way, in a more calm, you know, manner than I'm not, I'm not able to, you know, because the churches say where people can pray and like, you know, they're talking, they're what? I don't know how to do that. Yes. <laughs> I can't easily do that. Yeah. I, I'm a calm, like I say my prayers calmly and I get that because Catholic faith and I find it easier to go. I find it easy to go for mass or for um, benediction and I pray and I feel connected to God mm-hmm. but that also doesn't mean that because I do that because the people who have that is how you worship that is how you worship so when you go maybe to Pentecostal it's kind of like hmm you know that yes, kind of that side thing, hmm. that I... you go even that side you know I find it's okay I go to we've gone to Watoto several times before because I like the preaching there I relate to it well so I'm like oh I can also go there and I love the present worship so I feel religion really does narrow how we look at worshiping but we also start to look at it in regards to our preacher in regards to whoever, whoever is leading that um session and not in any other sense or in a sense for ourselves i don't know what do you think Mabel? um i think that's in re- in terms of religion i think religion does play um a huge part in like you said forming like the the basis like guidance it does mm. guide us and we can't say religion is not important yes yes or it doesn't in any way affect us. It's very beautiful when you're worshiping in a group. When you go to church, the way you feel when you go to church is not the same way you're going to feel when you're praying alone. Mm. There's some mm. extra joy that Company. comes with, with with praying together yeah. and communion and community. Yes. And I think those are the good sides to religion, things like that. Yeah. And sometimes, of course, understanding things that you not be able to understand and there's certain Bible um Books that are so hard to understand, even on your own, say revelations. Yes, that's true. It's pretty difficult. But in terms of defining your relationship with God, I would like to very much so agree. Mm. Because if you don't sit down and start questioning or start understanding God on your own and making sure you form a personal relationship for yourself, me, I feel like religion for me back then was not very cognizant mm. of the human 
nature the human nature that we have. Yeah. It's not cognizant of the folly that human beings have. Yeah. And I'm not saying to like form an excuse for myself, but I feel like for me personally, I like to define myself as imperfect. And mm-hmm. that is for me before God or with my relationship with God, I like that imperfect nature that I have with yeah. him because then it makes me be more I feel like I'm, it makes me more real. Yeah. It makes me more graceful with myself but also with him and Others I feel like we too. understand mm. we understand together. Mm. We understand that you know what this is a journey it's not an easy one. Yeah. It will reach there and I'm not making excuses for my imperfect self because no one is saying that oh we be very yeah mm. pretend like there are no consequences are consequences to actions. That's true. It's just that this time when I do something wrong I'm not going to fear to tell my friend or to tell God or to discuss it with him yeah. and fear that oh my God now he hates me. Now it's already That's written true. in the book of death. Remember oh, that the thing hey, there's a book hey, of the living and a book of the hey. death and if you're in the other guys I even remember watching Hell's Gates uh, Heaven, something Heaven, and Hell's, uh, Hell, hmm? Heaven's Gates and Hell's, Hell's Flames. Flames something like that. Yes. Eh, guys I remember watching P3 it was so frightening I did not do, I don't know, guys. And I find it more damaging, by the way, for children. Like, when we are introducing children to faith, I would like to think, a lot of the time, actually, when kids are learning things, it's usually more, you give them more of the bright, sparkly, beautiful side of things to kind of entice them into the, to love the things. But if from the start you scare a kid about something, they never really develop the like, per se. They just simply develop the fear. So you find that people don't necessarily respect God, but... They will fear, fear God. God. <laughs> you they know, but fear without God the respect of it. Because they fear hell. Like, and exactly, they fear God because God is comes with hell. Yes. Like, take the whole hell aspect away and so many people will be okay doing so many things. And so many kids will be okay doing so many things. And I think that is wrong because then these kids grow up without actually building. You're doing things, but you don't even know why you're doing it. Yes. You do this, but... And that's when you find that sometimes when they pose certain questions... And this is not to say anything about people who maybe eventually lose faith. But like sometimes if they ask you, mm, you believe in this and this, let's say somebody's atheist. And I'm not, that is not to judge or say anything about atheist people because it's okay. Like, you know, it's your choice. But if somebody say, somebody atheist came and asked you, so this and this and this, you mean this and this and this and this, you know, because you've not really built a relationship for yourself, you start to actually also Get really defensive. I, number one. Yes, one, get defensive. Two, maybe chastise yourself so much for also questioning these same things. Probably asking yourself, hey, hey I'm also asking myself this question. Uh-uh, and you know, I feel like when you get afraid of asking yourself those questions, because those are what, to me, I feel, help build the faith. Help build and help you understand. When you start asking questions, you understand something more. Yes. And I know we can't fully understand God because we're not God, right? Mm-hmm. But we can understand him better, but only after you ask questions and stop doing things because they've said you have to do it like this, like this. But also when you find you're not able to answer the questions or try to even understand them, you start to see the other point. And sometimes that's where you find yourself, ah, you know what? You're right. God is not there. That Yeah. Yeah. God is not there. And you're like, yeah, you get it. Because yeah. you didn't sometimes really cultivate the, you didn't let yourself ask the questions or get to define it for yourself that now when they challenge how somebody else defined it for you, you see the other points. Like yes. You actually see it, but you can't see your own. You can't defend your own because 
you do it because ba kugamba yes. chikoli yes. because you see when people ask you huh, for you how do you know that there is god or whatever do you believe in god with those like, mm. who say there is god so there are people who of course because you've listened to your preachings whatever yeah. you're giving it in light of what your pastor said or what your pastor is telling you but for you why don't you defend it on your on you as you mm. why do you believe you as you yes why do you, you believe in god you yes, as you yes, exactly like, it's not not why did the pastor tell you believe in you tell them for me i can't explain you know i don't know maybe Be honest, I, mm. i can't explain what it is mm. but for me i know for sure that maybe when i pray or when i ask or when i need comfort there is a spirit there is an inner thing i can't describe that comes through yes there is a person that speaks to me for it's not your it's not like you're trying to convince them that oh you change what you are just telling them me to me this is this is my and this there's a way it makes even more family resolved yes. in it you like, just tell when you find that you can exactly. defend it you're more family resolved in from it from a personal and you make it seem like it's it's a, you, you've understood because it's, it's another yeah. thing it's like when a person asks you okay so what is science and it's a study of living things and non-living things because you've studied it forever but it's another thing when you're telling defining it in From a manner how that you got yes how it. you understood yeah. it and all the things and aspects that come with it so i think it's very important that when we are you know when we are being religious we don't also f- we let's not forget that in religion and religion one was something that was not formed per se you say by <laughs> i don't know a spiritual be- it was a human a social construct social, yes it's a social construct society and human beings define all these things yeah and that is why there will be double standards for a lot of the things that, that religion There are a lot of stories when you look at your history there are a lot of the things Even that in that, your religion yes, there's a yeah. lot of oppression that the church has done yes, yes. and religion has done mm-hmm. that if if they were to follow their own rules that they set some guys, of those things should not have happened exactly, in the first place should not have happened in the first place yeah. especially you know seeing as you are the what you call yourself the standard for spirituality yeah. and being pure so all i'm saying is it's very important that when you go to church or even if you're religious or not religious or spiritual or not spiritual even when you're atheist in your belief system in whatever you believe in seek to understand that belief system for yourself yes. seek to get a connection with for this situation god for yourself yeah. define it the way you want to define it read me you when you read the bible you read the bible there are things of course you need to understand from other people because but also seek to understand the bible standards apply the things for your life for your situation yes, now yes. and i really likes to we like to ask this thing where you know people say okay take the bible the whole way as it like the as a whole you must read it as a whole take yeah. it as it is whatever and i we always keeps asking a question okay fine you guys say doing this and this is maybe wrong or whatever mm. but how come for you don't go to church with a veiled head because back then there, the Bible, yes you know the women in jerusalem and the yes. women were told if you have to veil up so yes. you know and there are people who are just like okay you know what well we want to take the new testament and there are people actually who just take the new testament version and even in the new testament and there are parts because we don't practice slavery anymore even though in ephesians it did say that the slave should order the ma- honor the master and i think there was a person who ran away was it titus film one somebody in the new testament who ran away and he was a slave and they wrote to him to tell him to go back to his master so when some people be like you know take the entire thing as a whole i find myself asking things like 
so should we proceed with slavery or you know what's your view <laughs> well, i guess or oh, like all we're trying to say is yeah. understand the bible not just as a piece of i don't know writing set of instructions but like apply it like in applicability because ideally of, it should be a way of life yes should be a way of life for you and keeping in mind the fact that the bible was written ages 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 ago so understand how it applies in your life now but also people need to stop i have a i know somebody who was you know afraid to ask themselves certain questions and they were you know kind of thinking when i ask myself and some of these questions are ordinary questions so many people have asked themselves does god really exist or maybe eh but this and this and that i don't think it means it simply means you're human because you're not good and so you can't understand all and there is in fact a, an extent we cannot ever reach to understand but be open to asking be open to your mind thinking some of these things also be open to being able to answer them with your faith and with your past experience or commune with somebody who could mm-hmm. possibly also mm-hmm. have shared in such a question like i found that this and this and this work for me and you're able to share with them that way but yeah. also i really <laughs> do not like let's not make religious leaders like okay like taking their word as gospel truth i don't know how else to put it you know like taking their word as the exact standard their I interpretation like they are guiders like we, yes, they try they to give you a guide, guide yes but so. they should not be your you know for you your entire basis of everything is because they interpret it because we forget that they're human too so they're also interpreting it just like you can interpret and it and there are people who honestly even when they're talking to me about god they're going to be like my pastor said my pastor said exactly. and it gets to me because you see i want to under- what did you understand and from you, what your pastor yes, said your pastor for you spoke, what, but yes, what, what did you, you understand? understand like yes what does it mean to you so it gets it it gets to a point where you you make it hard for me to to relate with you in, mm. in that like then you what do you think yeah. let me know what you think in, in terms of that and when you talked about questions and asking yourself I I I reached that point where I was like cuz there are questions I don't ask myself anymore yeah. when it comes to religion yes. because for me like I feel like I got the answer okay good I I got a conclusion for myself yes. so if a person asks me for instance I ne- you will never find like I don't have situations where I'm then just like oh does god exist cuz for me I already said that if I have faith and faith is to believe in things I don't see I believe that there is this thing I don't see. I can feel it. I have felt right. it for and expressed it for myself. It's a question someone can ask me, but for me personally in the journey where I'm with my relationship with God, it's not a question that crosses my mind anymore. You see, and I you am, don't ask that yes. because you want deed and reach the conclusion. Do like, you get it? That's you true. asked and you reach a conclusion for yourself. Exactly. Like and you reach true. this point where like he is i am like you know yeah. god is who he is yes. and you felt his experience and you've experienced him and that's that and that is good enough an answer because that is your it's guides you in your journey so yes. what i was trying to mean is people should be open to like don't shut every question you have in, oh my god i can't have this kind of cause you're human certain things you're going to think of but also i get this feeling and generally speaking the more you try to suppress certain things they actually frequently reoccur you get That's it true. you'd rather have it out there be like hey as a human person this is what i've thought and then for that that gives you ground to define it for yourself like no i, I can't explain it mm. but i just know he is and that's enough for you. yes you don't and even have to try you. and prove and 
And from there, even yes. your relationship with God improved because now you know he eat like there's something that comes out of defining something for yourself that now yeah. Even if somebody tells you, "Eh, I'm for you, you're worshiping wrong or you you're worshiping wrong." You, you know it's okay. It's okay, it's okay mm. because you know there are different ways of worship. That's just how I chose exactly. to worship. Exactly. exactly. So anyway, we are going to be wrapping up and thank you for listening to this episode. I have really loved it yeah, actually same. so i hope you when you go back to your rooms to your families to your communities you can be able to ask yourself who god really means to you like what god who god is to you and define your relationship for yourself and you can have these discussions with your friends and you can ask questions about yeah. you know all these things and get to learn and let us know how you guys prefer to worship how you define your relationship with god would love to hear that with you from you and you know have a conversation on it see in a fun episode see you guys next week bye bye Thank you for listening to our podcast. Catch us across all listening platforms. Find us on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and Pocket Casts. Please share with us your thoughts. We'd love to chat with you guys. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Getting Candid with Mabel and Ivy. Tap a friend to listen in. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.